This is the Bible study program known as Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to today's message in the Heavenly Authority series. My husband has been in 1 Kings chapter 3, discussing the wisdom of King Solomon. We read how the Israelites, as well as Solomon, sacrificed at the high places at this time prior to the temple being built. And Pastor began to examine in detail the high places. He went back to show how Abraham and the other patriarchs had more latitude in their choice of a worship place than would later be the case when God would establish the one place of worship. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg. They would stop and they would have uh, a time of worship. They would build an altar in special places. But to Moses, God emphasized the importance of the people, this nation, this tri these tribes of people going to the one place of worship uh, in the promised land, the place where God would put his name. And I'll just reread that to you in Deuteronomy chapter 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12, uh, verse 1. These are the statutes and the judgments which you shall be careful to observe in the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you to possess all the days that you live on the earth. You shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall dispossess serve their gods on the high mountains and the hills and under every green tree. And you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars, and burn their wooden images with fire. You shall cut down the carved images of their gods and destroy their names from that place. You shall not worship the Lord your God with such things, but you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses out of all your tribes to put his name for his dwelling place. And there you shall go. There you shall take your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the heathen offerings of your hand, your vowed offerings, your free will offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice in all to which you have put your hand, you and your households, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. You shall not at all do as we are doing here today, every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. For as yet you have not come to the rest and the inheritance which the Lord your God has given you. But when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God has given you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety, then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. There you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the heave offerings of your hand, and all your choice offerings which you vow to the Lord. So there is this emphasis on the one place of worship. And they were to avoid the high places of the Canaanites because they had been the center of idolatry and demon worship 
to pagan gods. In the book of Leviticus, in Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 30, he says, I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars, and cast your carcasses on the lifeless forms of your idols. If they go after this idolatry, if they go to these high places, the Lord says, I will destroy your high places and cut down your incense altars and cast your carcasses on the lifeless forms of your idols. The high places were so identified with idolatry and pagan worship. Maybe they started with a, a remnant of understanding coming off the ark of who God was and the garden of fellowship, and just like Job and just like Abraham, maybe men and women started to go up to these high places or under these trees like a garden and try to worship the one God. But as they became idolatrous, as they became uh, perverse, as they went further and further away from the one true God and ran after every imagination they had of God or gods or nature worship, these places became the center of demonic worship of pagan idolatry. And the Israelites, they were supposed to avoid them, tear down those pagan altars, and never worship God in that way. We saw, though, in the fall of Shiloh, because the first place the tabernacle goes when it comes into the Promised Land is in Ephraim, is in Joseph's tribe, where it belongs, Shiloh, but Shiloh falls, right? We saw the fall of Eli's house, of the priesthood, and the fall of Shiloh, and the ark being taken captive and then brought back. And we saw when Shiloh fell that Samuel keeps the nation unified, and that at the time of David, by the time of David, the tabernacle, the remnant of the tabernacle, what Moses had crafted in the desert, winds up at Gibeon. Gibeon is in Benjamin, uh, in an area right near the border with Jerusalem. And that's where the tabernacle is resting at the time of David. Even though David takes the ark from Kirjath-Jerim and he brings it into a place to wait for the temple to be built in Jerusalem, the actual tabernacle itself, all the furnishings and the whatever's left of the tent, is over at Gibeon. We read about that in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. 1 Chronicles 16, 39, we read about Gibeon. And Zadok the priest, one of David's priests, and his brethren the priests, before the tabernacle of the Lord at the high place that was at Gibeon. Okay, so you have, you have some of the Levites in verse 37 are ministering before the ark that David brings to Jerusalem. But then we're told in verse 39, and Zadok the priest and his brethren the priest before the tabernacle, that apart from the ark, of the Lord, which is at the high place at Gibeon. And then we go to chapter 21 and verse 29. David, you know, sees the angel of the Lord at the threshing floor where he will build the temple. That's why that becomes a place of the temple. David's afraid to go any other place except there once he sees the angel of the Lord. But you read then in verse 29, For the tabernacle of the Lord and the altar of the burnt offering, which Moses had made in the wilderness, were at that time at the high place in Gibeon. So the ark has been brought 
and is waiting in the place that David prepared for it in Jerusalem, waiting to be placed into the temple. But the tabernacle itself, the altar of burnt offering, that's over at the high place in Gibeon. And then lastly, in 2 Chronicles chapter 1 and verse 1, we come to the sister section of what we're reading in 1 Kings. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 1. Now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and exalted him exceedingly. And Solomon spoke to all Israel, to the captains of thousands and of hundreds, to the judges, and to every leader in all Israel, the heads of the father's houses. And then Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place. So he takes all these leaders, all these captains, all these judges, all the heads of the Israelite households, and they all go together. With him he went to the high place that was at Gibeon. For the tabernacle of meeting with God was there, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. That's very old. It's hundreds of years old at this point, right? We've gone through the period of the judges. We've gone through Samuel. We've gone through Saul. We've gone through David. Many hundreds of years, you can imagine it's an old uh, tabernacle, but still you still have the altar for sacrifice. It says, uh, verse 4, But David had brought up the ark of God from Kirjath-Jerim to the place David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it at Jerusalem. So there's a tent or another tabernacle that David had pitched. That's when he, he rejoices and dances before the Lord as they bring the ark up to Jerusalem waiting for the temple to be built. The tabernacle is back at Gibeon. Verse 5, now the bronze altar that Bezalel, 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 it says in, in uh, the Pentateuch, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord, Solomon and the assembly sought him there. So you still have the bronze altar. Remember, Bezalel is the chief architect of the tabernacle that God anoints of the Moses to build the tabernacle. And the altar is built pretty well because the, the altar is, a burnt offering is still there. And that's where they go to seek, to seek the Lord. Solomon and the assembly sought him there. And Solomon went up there to the bronze altar, the original altar, before the Lord, and was at the tabernacle of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. A thousand burnt offerings. So let's go back to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 3. Let me reread verse 2. Meanwhile, the people sacrificed at the high places, plural. So they have a lot of these high places that the people are going to. And the Israelite people are probably trying to worship Yahweh at these places. Because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking to the statues of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high places, plural. So not just Gibeon. Solomon has this inclination. There is an initial attraction of the people and of Solomon to these high places, plural. Verse 4, now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. This is what we just read about in Chronicles. For that was the great high place. Why is it the great high place? That's where the tabernacle is. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. 
At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask, what shall I give you? Ask me, what do you want me to give you? So God answers Solomon. Um, you can think of the great magnitude of this event. All these leaders are there. A thousand burnt offerings, a thousand sacrifices. Well, there's a lot to atone for at this point in Israel's history. But it's being done at least at the tabernacle. It's not just any high place. This is a prescribed place. It should have been the prescribed place when they were in Shiloh. The ark is not there, but God is honoring the fact that they're at the tabernacle that they're at least at a correct place while the temple is underway at Jerusalem. At least there's a remnant here of the tabernacle. At least there's the bronze altar to make the sacrifices on. And so, in God's sight, it's a proper place at this point. And he answers Solomon in Solomon's dream by saying, Ask, what shall I give you? But that one line up above, verse 3, that Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David, except that he sacrificed and burned incense at the high places, shows an inclination in youth, just like that contract with Pharaoh to marry his daughter. We invite you to visit Shi'ar Jashub on the web. The address is www.shearjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. Make it your site for serious Bible study. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.